The clouds cleared nicely in Brisbane. Uh, Tom Henjack Macbeth. How are you, Tom? Yeah, good, thanks, Steve. How are you? Good, thank you. Did you back without a fight and play around with some exotics there, as we often do uh, in the cup? I ended up staying out because I thought the track was a bit too wet for it because they put all the irrigation on in the morning at Flemington. So, yeah, I thought it might be a bit too wet, so I ended up staying out. But, yeah, it was a good win. It's a, it's a nice horse that without a fight. Yeah, and, of course, a lot's been made of Sulcum. Uh, I don't agree with the consensus that it was a bad ride. It was just circumstances for Joey. Just everywhere he went, he ran into backsides. and um, But Sulcum was terrific. Yeah, if he, if he had his time again, he probably would have um, followed Zara through that gap that appeared. But he's going to stay in hindsight. Yeah, but could he do that? I mean, when you watch it, I mean, that sounds good in theory, but could he technically do that if you watch it, you know? Um, yeah, if he waited long enough, I think he could have. But then again, he was banking on Zara getting the gap too. So like, it's really easy to, to say that in hindsight. And it's a split decision moment. Yeah. So. Tomcom's just a victim of his own circumstances as well. Once they, I'm sure they'll iron it out eventually, him getting him to jump from, from the gate. Mm. That's the Melbourne Cup. Now, you you like one at, uh, in Sydney today in the Five Diamonds, the Antino race. Yeah, I'm quite keen on Antino today, Steve. I know he's a, he's a bit of a love child for you, and he hasn't had a whole lot of luck this preparation, but... It just sets up perfectly today for him. I've got no issue with him going up to 1,800 metres. In fact, I think he's going to relish it. Uh, I think a lot of the other horses in this race are, are suspect at 1,800 metres. Uh, we saw the Five Diamonds prelude, which was um, won by, I think it was, was it Palmetto? Or Palmetto ran in that race and Democracy Manifest was running home late. They went pretty hard in front and the sectionals home were pretty average. So... Them horses going up in distance out of that main lead-up race have got a real um, worry on them. Um, Unspokens there in the market. I think it's been beating up on pretty average opposition with no weight and comes to set weights and penalties here. The 1,800-metre start at Rose Hill, it's a big advantage to be drawn inside because you're straight onto that bend. So from gate two, I know he can be tardy away, but expect him to kind of be in that third pair behind Palmetto on it and unspoken. Zoomon should control the speed pretty easily with either Huyamau or Faulkner, uh, sorry, St. Lawrence. I think they'll make it a pretty moderately run race and really click up early and string them out. Once they come to the bend, I think they'll up the tempo and I think the gaps will just appear for Antino and be too strong late and just love those four mines coming out of the Crystal Mile and the... Um, and the two-rack, I think it's much stronger than what... Yeah, well, they wait for eight horses. Prowess's third favourite for a 2,000 Group 1 today. Yeah, exactly. I think I think the cream will rise to the top today. Mm. And with the breeding, I, I just touched on... And that breeding's not everything. We all know that. But uh, I just mentioned Redwood. He, you know, he's got the Derby winner, Sharp and Smart, and a two-mile winner, Platinum Invader, and a, and a few others as well. So certainly he's bred to get the, the extra trip. But I reckon if he's beaten, there'll be two things. I'll either say, A, he's had enough, needs a break, or B, he didn't run out the 1,800. Anyway. Yeah, looking at him out there, well, by reports, he's, he's still thriving, which is good. And if you're um, having a look at him in the yard, he's definitely going to eat up 1,800 metres. He's just a lovely horse. Okay, Wanji, you sent me a message saying that he looked pretty good in the yard, uh, given he was first up from a long time in those two throat operations. But wasn't that terrific to see last weekend? Yeah, it was. He actually probably looked as good as I've ever seen him, which really shocked me. So, yeah, it was good to see him come back. and. The best part of his, the best part of the race was late. That last hundred metres was um, really, really good. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes next start. 
Are you with Midnight in Tokyo in the third? Yeah, the rain. The rain uh, was it last night? Really, um, it, it, he, he does look very hard to beat now. Um, Morton Bay should lead up, and Latakia come across from the wide gate. Morton Bay is a little bit suspect at at twelve hundred at this level. Uh, compassionate, it's about seven dollars. I think it's more a thousand metre horse. Strong trialed up like a probably. Uh, I'm not sure whether it's kind of got the turn of foot to get past some of these now. And Midnight in Tokyo brings that outlawed form, which I've underrated this entire preparation and got it wrong continuously. So jumping on the outlawed uh, form line bandwagon today, he's either be second or third pair. And with the sting out, I just think he's going to be too good for these. What do you make of this ladder here last start? It was very short of Ipswich. It was off the bridle and it was a sound effort. I mean, second favourite here. Yeah, she does need to find kind of that um, that win at the goal, the form from that Gold Coast um, race that she won during, I think it was the Magic Million Carnival, or could be wrong. Um, yeah, it was. Obviously, yeah. I think they found something, found something maybe wrong with it because they've given her a freshen up and a jump out since. But I still think she's got to find a few lengths to, to match the class yeah. at midnight in Tokyo. And they backed her at Ipswich too, back on the 27th, dollar forty into a dollar twenty. Um, behind Kiswa. Yeah, was that one of those class... It was one of those class two set weight races or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it wasn't class was two pretty, set weights. Yeah, James Rader. Yeah, so she was just, yeah, just so well off versing a lot of horses that were kind of... Um, yeah, just had like provincial and metro form where she had kind of gone to much stronger races than the rest. So Midnight in Tokyo, race 3-7, that Kazrock too's uh, been beaten twice since. What's the one in race 10? Uh, we're going to go a roughie in race 10. I think the the wet track really um, really plays in its horse hands, and it's number 11, the Drover. Um, Hamlet von Snitzel should lead the up, but hasn't really been finding much under pressure this preparation. Storm the Fortress were on it. Last start at Eagle Farm was disappointing. Um, they do put the tongue tie on today, which is interesting. It's a good chance it did get its tongue over the bit when you watch the first 300 metres of the race. It did want to put its head up in the air and whatnot. So it could improve today, but I wanted to be with him, but I just don't know about the wet track for him. Uh, Starzam, I'm not sure about on the wet track. I just think there's really good value about the driver. He should land in that second pair one-off position. Uh, he's got good form around national choice. He even had a, a pretty solid run behind Antino last preparation. And the trial prior to this preparation was solid. And then last start was just caught back in the ruck behind I think it was outlawed and he was stuck next to Mullane and it was just four wide out the back and a lot of horses out the back there just didn't run on. There was just too much going on. They didn't have sweet runs in transit. So it wasn't really entitled to show its wares. So I think it's the big improver today um, with a good map and up to 1350. Race 10, 11, the drovers, $14 and three seventy. That's race 10, 11. Midnight in Tokyo is race three, number seven at two fifty. And Tino in the five diamonds, race eight, number three. And the price is $2.80, race eight, three. I'll chat to you next week, Tom. Sweet. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, he's from the uh, selections, premium selection service, MacBet. Uh, that is Tom Henjack, a regular Racing HQ Saturday.